with Gulam Fakir and Sabiro Shaykeso. Only on the Voice of the Cape. So some 12 minutes after 7am is where we're at this morning. If you've just joined us, welcome into it. Good to have you in our company. Now, of course, as you would know, the past two, three months or so, and ever since Ivermectin, the conversation around Ivermectin, you know, we've seen on social media, online spaces, we've seen some dodgy videos as well. Of course, you know, we thought we'd just get in get some buying on it chat about it as well and you know the response that we've gotten from our listeners in terms of the information that's been shared over the past few weeks has been great but the jury is still out in terms of research around ivermectin as a COVID-19 treatment but some believe you know it is urgently needed and many COVID-19 patients are purchasing their supply on the black market. Now, as we know, there's currently a court-ordered agreement with the South African Health Products Regulations Authority, SAPRA, which would enable doctors to start ivermectin treatment. And they will, however, at this stage, first have to get permission from SAPRA. And ivermectin is not yet registered, as we've been saying, for human use within South Africa. And SAPRA's stance is that more tests need to be conducted to see whether it is safe. Now, recently, the Soweto Clinical Trial Center conducted tests on five different tablet formulations of ivermectin which came up with some interesting findings to tell us more about it this morning dr kasim borat managing director of the soweto clinical trials join joins us online now dr salam alaikum good morning thank you for joining us wa alaikum salam thank you for having me only a pleasure so of course let's start off by understanding you know We've seen it's been mentioned there were around about five tablet formulations or different tablet formulations of ivermectin sourced and sent for um, a qualitative analysis. Perhaps as a starting point and just for us to understand, why were these tests conducted? Yeah. So I think as you framed it with uh, SAPRA and the situation around ivermectin, I mean, the jury is still out uh, from professional bodies across the world, WHO, United States, SAPRA as well, that the evidence is equivocal, meaning it's either it's neither recommended nor uh, sort of not recommended for the treatment. We need more more data. So that's the background. With SAPRA obviously has come out and said that there isn't any registered human formulation of ivermectin in the country, but obviously over the last few months, we've seen tons of this medicine being used, we've seen it being imported illegally, and thereby bypassing the quality control systems of South Africa in terms of medication, whether it's SAPRA or whatever other system. So my concern then was not so much about whether ivermectin works or not. My concern is that if you're buying something illegally Mm. that has bypassed quality control systems, how do you actually know what you're using or what you're prescribing as a doctor contains ivermectin firstly, Mm. and secondly, whether it's contaminated with other medication. Now, of course, you know, speaking about, you know, contaminated with other medication, perhaps at this point, you know, explaining to us exactly what these APIs are, what does it mean? And when we say contaminated with other medication, what exactly are we speaking about? And, you know, what could be possible side effects? Yeah. So I think in terms of the analysis that this was done, it's called a qualitative analysis, meaning it only identifies uh, active ingredients within a tablet or a capsule. So it doesn't give us the concentrations yet. I'm doing a separate analysis on that. So in terms of the identification, so if you buy a tablet from a pharmacy, and whether it's uh, your cholesterol tablet or whatever, it has a package insert and it lists the exact ingredients that you should expect to find within that tablet. Obviously, the ones brought in illegally did not have these package inserts, but there are labels on the boxes and on the cards themselves, and none of them declared anything except ivermectin. 
All right? Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. So they've been declared as pure ivermectin. Mm-hmm. But when we analyzed it, as you mentioned, we did five tablet formulations and we actually did two capsules. Mm-hmm. The two capsules were compounded locally in South Africa. The five tablets were actually imported, four from India and one from Bangladesh. And the tablets, out of the tablets, four of them had at least one undeclared, I call it an active pharmaceutical ingredient, but it's basically medication. Mm-hmm. So four out of the five had additional medication on top of ivermectin. And to run through some of the examples, just to, to give you an idea, mm-hmm. one had an antihypertensive medication. One had a blood thinner that we use post-stroke and post-heart attack. One had an anti-epileptic medication, which is quite, you know, quite interesting. Uh, a lot of them had Panado in it, to be fair. So a lot of them had Panado. Some had Diclofenac, which is Voltaren. One had a benzodiazepine, which is an addictive sedative. Mm. A lot of the, lot of the side effects of them. There were up to ten different um, medicines found in some of these, and one actually, one specific medication had seven of them. Right. So you know, the risks to patients and to prescribers are. If you don't have certainty in the quality of the medication that you're prescribing, uh, you could be, for example, allergic to the antihypertensive medication or have a severe reaction to that that you don't know about. And your doctor won't know about it because he doesn't even know it's in that specific Mm. medication that he's prescribing to you. So that's the first thing. You could have allergies. You could have side effects from that medication. And then there's also drug-drug interactions, meaning if we know we're giving you ivermectin and they've researched it and they say, no, it doesn't interfere with your normal medication that you're taking, your chronic. Here we've got seven other medications as the potential for interaction, which the Mm. prescriber, the doctor or yourself are not even aware of to consider. And so if you were to look at it then, uh, Doc, you know that uh, surely there could be some legal ramifications then. Possibly. I agree because, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a healthcare practitioner. I'm a yeah. general practitioner in Soweto and I prescribe medication. But when I do so with a normal AstraZeneca drug or a Pfizer drug or whatever you want, I know that it's coming from a certain pharmacy or wholesaler that I've purchased. And I know that the company has a legal representation in the, in, the company has a legal representation mm-hmm. in our country. So if there's any deficiencies, quality control issues that I pick up, I have recourse in terms of the law. Yeah. The problem you've got here is the buck will stop with the person you got it from because those companies that we're bringing it in from illegally overseas don't have legal representation in this country. Mm. So if a patient says, you know what, hang on, you gave me this, I tested it, it has X, Y, Z, it caused this, I mean, you'd be very difficult to, to defend against that. Yeah. So my advice, I mean, to doctors, I always say it. I said, whether ivermectin works or not is not part of this discussion. Yeah. And I think whether you're pro-ivermectin or anti-ivermectin, because I think we've separated into camps, which is not ideal. But whether you're in either group, you should appreciate that you should know what you're giving your patient. And you should be certain that what you're giving your patient is what you intend to give your patient. Now, Doc, were any of these five different formulations that, you know, you, you were looking at, are any of them similar to what's being consumed here in South Africa? Were you able to determine that? Uh, so in terms of the capsules that are produced in South Africa, yes. or do you mean... No, what, what those that are, you know, those that are currently using ivermectin yes. in South Africa, what sort of yeah. formulation are they using? Do they know? But, and has that been established yet? No, there hasn't. This is the first analysis of any ivermectin tablets that's in the country. Mm-hmm. So they, so um, my point is if, if 80% of the tablet formulations had undeclared medication in them, mm. that sends an alarm bell out to say that we need to be very careful. Yeah. Number one, we need to analyze what we're dispensing. And it's not to say that if I release the name of these five brands that or four brands that were contaminated, then if you're not using that, you're safe. I'm saying that, hang on. If you're bypassing the quality control systems, you really cannot be certain. Just because I didn't test the brand that you are using 
does not mean that it's safe. Right. You understand? So, uh, but just to add on that, mm. we did test. So the one came out quite clean. The one which was originated from Bangladesh actually had only ivermectin, and both the capsules that were compounded in South Africa by pharmacists only had ivermectin. And obviously that I can understand the South African one because it's a local pharmacy, so there's a traceability and there's quality in what we're doing because, you know, you've got accountability to who you're prescribing to. But the overseas parallel import ones are really scary. Yeah. Doc, what is this, you know, what's left to be said for, for those doctors that, you know, have been for ivermectin then in terms of we you're saying that no quality control tests are being run currently on, you know, the ivermectin doses that people are using right here in South Africa. And then we have some medical personnel that say, you know what, we are for it. It's OK. Let them use it. It's going to assist them in some way or the other. Is this irresponsible? Uh, you know, that's a, that's a tough one to answer. I think, I think, you know, if we use common sense and we say everyone who's pro-ivermectin says to me, it's safe, right? So I agree that the pure form of ivermectin in the recommended doses that we've got registered in humans elsewhere is safe, right? So the problem you've got as a suffering doctor and the unique situation is we do not have a registered formulation of ivermectin for human use in South Africa. That's the bottom line. So what happens in that scenario is all these illegal or imports that come in and no one is QCing it to say, you know, hang on, I'm buying this entire batch before I start dispensing, because I know ivermectin is generally safe, but I actually need to know that I have ivermectin because no one else has checked it for me. So I think, you know, Sapra has, uh, my understanding is Sapra has created this compassion use. They've even appointed someone to bring in bulk supplies. Mm-hmm. And doctors can order directly from them. So we've got a quality control mechanism to bring, to now access good quality and pure ivermectin. Yes, there's a few extra steps. Yes, it costs a bit of money, etc. But the bottom line is, if we don't follow that type of accredited channel, we're going to end up with a situation where we're giving patients things that we didn't even know we were giving them. Yeah. Now, in terms of your findings, Doc, you know, you, will this affect the use of the drug, particularly now after Sapra said that it's going to allow doctors to facilitate this control, compassionate access program for the use of ivermectin? I mean, what input does the findings now have? Well, I think the findings create the the awareness of the of using medication uh, through illegal channels, mm-hmm. right? It creates the awareness around buying medication from non health A lot of people are, are selling these medications to the stock, etc. And to give you an idea, I mean, I, I paid for four. So I tried to force it as though I needed it for patients or for myself. And I paid for four samples, and the average price for 10 tablets was 513 rand. Wow. So it's not cheap, mm. right? Mm. Obviously, some were donated to me by people who said, you know, this is a good scientific test that provides good. Our samples. But this is not cheap. People are profiteering during a pandemic. Mm. So the hype around ivermectin, the desperation, I mean, we do not have a treatment for COVID. That is the bottom line. We do not have a successful silver bullet. Everyone in their psyche is hoping for this silver bullet that's going to take this away. And I think people need to get their heads around the situation. This is going to be a sort of us. It's going to be a marathon rather than a sprint. And there's going to be different options that you're going to use along the way. Vaccines are probably integral. There will be treatment options. I mean, there was a study in Canada by the Montreal Hospital where they looked at colchicine, which is a gout, a gout tablet, anti-gout tablet. And they did a massive, large, randomized control trial study and showed significant improvement in prevention of hospitalization. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is 89% mm. Uh, success rate in preventing hospitalization and severe disease. So we have uh, treatment armamentarium. But I think, you know, people are just, there's, sometimes it's it conspiracy theories. You know, people think that big science and big pharma are just against, uh, you know, ivermectin because there's no money to be made. But 
10 tablets, someone's making money. Yeah. And then just finally, you know, Doc, in terms of, you know, currently what we are seeing um, with regards to ivermectin, of course, you've done, you know, this particular one in terms of these findings that we now have. But a month ago when we had spoken to Sapra, they had mentioned that, you know, no clinicians have come forward to actually conduct trials on ivermectin. Are you aware at this point in time, you know, what is the status of ivermectin with regards to clinical trials? So I think the University of Free State, University of Stellenbosch have taken this this on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They're in the process of designing and, and probably going to start a clinical trial in South Africa. But other than that, there isn't. There is that, you know, sort of inertia. I think, you know, if you look at the data around ivermectin, you, you would split scientists. And some scientists will say, you know what, in a pandemic, we've got some evidence. It looks promising. Let's go with it. And you've got the others who'd say, you know, hang on, we need to use the same bar that we applied throughout history, which is we need a certain quality of evidence, and it isn't there. And I think, you know, uh, the pro-ivermectin group has been very vocal in trying to sort of uh, get the laws amended and get SAPRA to change its processes. But I think they should have spent a lot more energy in designing clinical trials, because this came up in December. So I think they should have said, now, hang on, let us do these, you know, sort of clinical trials. Let's get applications in and let's be proactive rather than just, you know, blaming SAPRA. Because SAPRA is a legal entity. It can only do so much. I saw a nice article yesterday uh, written by Andy Gray where he clarified that SAPRA cannot do anything without an applicant. Mm-hmm. So, you you know, SAPRA cannot register ivermectin. That's yes. the bottom line. Yes. SAPRA needs someone to mm-hmm. say, we'll take responsibility legally as an applicant in this country to register, to produce, to import, to manufacture, distribute, and to make sure of quality and to be legally responsible in a court of law. There's no organization in, this, in South Africa that has taken that. So how can SAPRA say, okay, it's fine to use, but no one's going to be mm-hmm. following up in terms of quality and the legal responsibilities that go along with it? Well, Dr. Kasim Bart, we thank you for your time this morning. There's a lot still to be done, as we understand, but that was Managing Director at Soweto Clinical Trials, Dr. Kasim Bart, speaking to us there uh, in terms of the study that the Soweto Clinical Trials uh, Centre has conducted and the interesting findings and results that have come through um, thereof. So-